Welcome to Top Shelf Nerds, the show for nerds, by nerds, about nerds. I'm Mr. DJ Fly High. With me are Buck and the Professor. We call ourselves Nerds Amalgamated. And today we have a list of interesting topics to, to talk about. So let's kick it off with um, Samsung Galaxy S9's new features. Um, yeah. Um, the Samsung Galaxy S9 has been released during the week. And not a major shift in the actual physical presentation design, but there are some ridiculously cool adaptions of the technology and improvements. And also they've got the S9 Plus. So the S9 has the 5.0-inch screen and the S9 Plus has the 6.2-inch screen. The biggest changes in this, other than that, though, is to do with the camera. Um, yeah, they've um, improved the aperture. So instead of having one set aperture size, you can alter it for low light, high light, and so forth. And yeah, when it's been changed, it, a geeky little thing for us is it looks like it's winking at you. Huh. This will be this will be cool. Like this will, this will be a very good feature for a lot of photographers. Well, that's. Yeah, the, the whole reason behind it is a lot of people are using their phone for their camera and Samsung decided, well, you know, like let's boost up the entire process of the camera. So it's a, it's absolutely ridiculous some of the improvements they've made. Um, the, the, the slow motion is now super slow where it does 960 frames per second. Oh, that's so, impressive. Yeah. Like, very, very impressive. Like this, this, this is like I, I hesitate to say it, but revolutionary, groundbreaking move. Rather than worrying about changing the case and the shape of the phone, like they've they've smashed the market seven months ahead when they brought of Apple with when they brought the um, S8 and so forth with the pretty much full screen for the face of it, and now they're. They're stepping outside the box with the camera and just going, you know what, let's really make it so that the technology we're offering is beyond anything else out there. Well, one thing that uh, one thing that'll be interesting about um, would be Apple's reaction to this. Would this would it make would, would it make Apple go salty about this, or would it go, would they go, ah, eh, we'll just brush it off? Because there are other phones with couple of good cameras like uh, oh, the name escapes me now um, yeah but at the moment like it's more the fact that Samsung's going for the entire package where some some phones you go for they focus on the one type of technology Samsung seems to be going for the entire aspect yeah and uh, I think that you're right about that one because Samsung it, it, it's right now just blowing the market apart. It's right now I, with this with this new feature, it will just blow the market apart, and I think phone companies will just will have to up the game in the end. Mm -hmm. What but I like about it is that it's an incremental upgrade. I think we're finally getting past the gimmick of smartphones, and this phone seems to be focusing on a being quality product with interesting features, not just gimmicky features. Yeah, that's like. Um, Apple for a few of them like when they had a couple of the upgrades that was one of the major negatives against the phone because yeah a lot of people were complaining that they, like, there was 
no real upgrade difference between certain <clears throat> iPhone X. I think it was iPhone 7 and the iPhone 7S or the iPhone, or something like that. There was there was no real major variant involved in it at all. It was just a couple of tiny little gimmicks and it was just apparently a brand new phone. They were able to try and charge you ridiculous amounts of money for. Oh, how much would the phones cost? How much would that phone cost outright on outright on on the on the online market would be um, um it looks like they're aiming for dollars at the moment is the US of course. Yeah. That's that's a targeted price at the moment on the S9. I don't know about the S9 plus. Oh, so, so, uh, with the um one of the other features with the camera um, it's actually taking 12 separate shots at once to combine into one 12-megapixel camera image to help reduce the pixelated noise and so forth that you get in some of the shots. So instead of just having a simple one-shot, one hope you get the best thing, this is they, they're pushing it and really making use of the digital aspect of it to bring you the best that it can be. Yeah, one uh, my biggest fear when with with phones like these, with with what's happened recently with Samsung, is the battery life. And I hope Samsung fixes the battery problem. Before. I don't think that'll be an issue again. The the battery problem they had before wasn't the actual battery life. It was there was a glitch in the design that made some of them overheat and explode. Yeah, the issue was that they'd tried so hard to make the phone thinner that they didn't include the safety margin around the battery. So the, if you got the phone slightly bent, it would contact the battery and could short it out. Lucky the battery wasn't in the um, iPhone that was oh, bending. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was an interesting sales point. Yeah, buy our phone. Put it in, put it in your pocket and watch it bend and crack. I, I, assume, that was, um, I assume that one had more clearance around the battery well you'd hope so otherwise there would have been lots of people all around the planet with holes in their hips yeah <laughs> and pockets <laughs> and pockets um another thing um the s9 has come up with a response to apple's animojis the augmented oh, yeah. reality stuff that they were doing um samsung has decided to come back with an ar emoji so it's it's a cartoon version of yourself that's generated out of a camera, like a, a photo of you. Um, yeah. So it's like the Wii, like um, those emojis, uh, the avatars we see at the Wii. You know how when you play the Wii, there will be like a little avatar with your fo- the photo of your face. No, um, that's different. The, yeah, it, this is something entirely different from what I can see. This is generated from a photo. The avatars on Nintendo products are called Miis, and those are made out of, like, the Sims character creator. And then mm. these these actually move and so forth as well. Like, I'm looking at um, one of the websites, looking at some of this, the details, and the columnist, Jeffrey Fowler, I'll give him a shout-out here, um, he's actually used the feature, and he's got a cartoon image of himself there where he's leaning forward to say hello or something and raising his eyebrows. Um, yeah, he says he looks kind of cross between himself and Jay Leno. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, 
it's unlocking a lot of the technology and pushing it up to the next level. So So this will start another phone this is gonna be another phone war like we had with um what the galaxy the initial galaxies and the iPhones. This will be the next phone war. Well the war's never really ended. It's just Samsung is just pushing harder and harder because that's what the market wants. And Apple's mm-hmm. trying to keep up. Like literally at the moment, Apple is a brand that is a license to print money because Everyone's looking at it and going, yet yeah, you've got so much high-quality tech without the hype and gimmicks. So, oh, hang on, sorry, I just found um, Unlocked. The S9 is $720 US and $840 US for the S9 Plus. Hmm. So what's the bonus of the S9 Plus? It's bigger. As in, like, the, screen, the screens and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't know what I expected there. Um, so far, that's the only variance I can see in it. But, yeah, for someone like myself, I, pref- I prefer a larger phone. And, yeah, it just makes it a little bit easier. And it's also good for some of the older area of the market where having a larger screen gives them a bit more space to see what's happening. So nothing super huge i guess as far as that side of things is concerned but yeah um it's an extra point four of an inch so hmm. almost a half inch in difference yeah fair enough all right moving along um let's talk about the uh, warmer weather in the arctic that's that's that sounds interesting well the arctic this week has been uh, i believe it's 20 yes 20 degrees above normal at this time of year at the same time, most of Europe is covered in snowstorms because the influence of the warmer weather in the Arctic is pushing cold air down into the European mainland. Ah, uh, huh. So, so does that mean so we're not going to be having um, end-of-the-world scenarios up yet? Does that mean? I'd say give it another 20 minutes. <laughs> So, so the south of rest, no, the, the Europe is being hit hard. Like um, they've renamed the, the snowstorm the Beast from the East, <clears throat> and airports are all closed down. Public transports in Europe are all closed. Yeah, it's um because the weather's just so bad there at the moment. Yeah, although this is this is going to be interesting. How are the politicians going to play this out? Are they going well, at to least in in some places like uh, Brussels? The mayor of Brussels is planning to arrest homeless people if they don't seek shelter because it's going to be minus 10 degrees and it's just not safe for a homeless person to be on the streets in that sort of weather. Yeah. um, In regards to that, I think you'll find a lot of the police in those areas generally take a look at the idea of it's safer to arrest a homeless person because... It puts them into an environment where they're, they, they're warm, they're safe, they're protected, and they're able to help them get the medical attention that they need. Yeah, but I reckon the hospitals will be crowded by now with all the um, with with the sudden dip in temperatures. Well, um, if the the thing to consider is if the um, airports are closed because planes are having trouble to land, trains are going to be reducing operations because ice on the rails that sort of stuff although 
Europe is usually pretty good with all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's it's going to be good to see people actually start to spend time talking to each other. Yeah, you're too old, Buggy. <laughs> you should go hang out with my grandpa. <laughs> but, uh, don't, don't pick on your grandpa, fella, because them all us old. Yeah, my grandpa's are, better than you. Old boys are pretty freaking tough. Oh, the, I, I like to see. I want to see that happen. That would be pretty funny. Just watching Bucky and Professor's grandpa go at each other. Well, we'll probably sit there and get along quite well. Both old, old farts that we are. Um, anyway, the U.S. National Snow and Ice Data Center has also announced that Arctic Ocean sea ice is at a record low for this time of year. So I think we're obviously seeing effects of higher temperatures melting the ice, which has been suggested by studies from decades ago, would cause these freak weather events in Europe. But here's the thing, though, like, with all, with all this, like, weather events happening, are we, will it be, will this um, further um, enhance the goal of saying that there is climate change, we have to address it right now? Yeah, I think so. I think once you see the effects of it and once things get more severe, it's going to be harder to be a climate change denier. Yeah, like climate change is a reality, but we've also got to address the fact that strange weather patterns have been happening around the world for millennia. Um, yeah, I remember there was someone talking on the news saying about, oh, it is, the temperature is such and such, and that is almost twice the temperature of the standard and all that. Um and it was unprecedented. But if you read back through some of the history books, and that was here in Queensland, if you read back through some of the history books, when you're looking at some of the stuff, the droughts and so forth, you can see that a lot of the stuff was pretty bad. And if you look through some of the things, weather goes on a cycle and we're just coming into the cycle where the weather's turned around and kicking buttons saying, hey, you know, I gave you a nice, comfortable little period there. You haven't done well enough, so... We'll just cut down on the number of the population and weed out the weakest parts of the gene pool. Mm, I agree with you there. Thanks, Adolf. I, pun? Thanks, Adolf. Zig Heil, Mein Kampf. Yeah, he speaks German. <laughs> He's a Nazi. Get him. <laughs> um, be careful. Oh, what just... did you say? <laughs> I think he tried to say I was a Nazi. I swear I heard him say Nazi. What the hell is a Nazi? <laughs> I gotta fix my language chip. <laughs> this is this is how Android has gone. Funny again. I gotta fix my uh, language chip. It's mixing American with Australian. It's mixing something with something. Don't know if it's actually human though. <laughs> Probably not. Anyways, moving along. Um, so. Mark Hamill, he's got, he's apparently expressing interest to be in the upcoming Marvel movie, and so basically, the story is that um, we all know Mark Hamill; he's a big sci-fi icon, and so on Twitter, hey. a, 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 so apparently, um, a fan from um went on Twitter and said, "Hey, uh, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy a director, um, James Gunn." He said, "Hey, would you like to include, um." Mark Hamill into the next guys, guys of the Galaxy movie, and the guy goes, "If he's interested, do it. We will do it." And um, 
Mark Hamill said, Mark Hamill saw the conversation. And he goes, okay, cool. Uh, let's let's have a talk, and uh, I'm interested. And that's and they've decided to go on um, the private messages about it. So if it happens, if it happens, that will be really cool to watch. But I've heard a rumor that apparently Mark Hamill is being considered for being the Joker again. Um, not not sure whether like there's there's no actual real clear decision being made from what I've seen. I haven't been keeping up with the story for that, but. Apparently, yeah, I just remember seeing somewhere during the week where they were looking at the idea of having Mark Hamill as the Joker. And I've got to say, when you shave the beard off and you have him do the pose, he actually very reminiscent of um, Jack Nichols, Jack Nicholas as um, Nicholson, sorry, as the Joker. Has Mark Hamill uh, been the Joker in anything but the games? Not that I'm aware of, but or oh, isn't um, I think he was in he, he was in most of the um, Arkham Arkham Asylum games. Yeah, the that's Arkham what series. I literally just said. Yeah. said other other than the games. Other than the games, ah, uh, well, because we, of DC. Well, apologise there, folks. We, we'll we'll upgrade the our comprehension chip later. <laughs> um, I don't know. He might have done some voice acting for some of the um, animation movies and so forth yeah, I, I vaguely remember he might have been in the killing joke yeah he was there him, him and mark conway so mm. honestly um i'd love to i, I reckon it w- he would be great in a live action joker he he has the, the look he's he has that craziness to the eyes like yeah here it is i've looked it up he was the joker in all all of uh, the animated series that i know of yeah. yeah, I was just I just found it myself. Um, animated series, Mark, Mask of the Phantasm, New Batman. He's, so he he already owns the role in the animated side. Yeah, and everyone loves DC animation. Yeah, even yeah. even the Marvel hippies enjoy. <laughs> uh, again with the Marvel bashing. Again with the Marvel bashing. It's not bashing. <laughs> I only called them hippies. I didn't say all the rest of the stuff that I normally say. <laughs> but um, but the, if Mark, because something, because Mark Hamill said like a couple of years back he retired from voice acting and now he's back. And then, what did you thought about the other voice actor for the Joker, um, Tom Baker? Tom Baker, hmm. a British Joker would be different. He was in um, he, he the one he the one role he did. I think he was in the um. He was in the Batman Origin games. I got. Um, I think it was Arkham Origins. That was the one. Um, yeah. Look, um, could be interesting. But as far as Mark Hamill retiring, he's retired a couple of times before. He just gets bored with being in the limelight and say say false too much. And yeah, then he turns around and he decides, yeah, I'm just gonna come back and do some more stuff because I'm bored. <laughs> and like, let's let's face it, like. He started off in Star Wars in 1970. Make sure I get it. Um, it was 1970s. Uh, <clears throat> ah, if I'm completely blank. While we're waiting for that, I've just looked up Tom Baker to check, and it doesn't seem like 
he has ever played the Joker before. Wait, maybe I might have got the different name wrong. Oh, hang on a second. Um... And are you sure you're thinking of Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor, right? Oh, no, that's, I, was, I was just thinking, wasn't wasn't that a Doctor Who? Wait, hang on a second. Mark Murray is not. It's not. Um, it might not be Tom Baker. I've I've got the name wrong. Sorry. Uh... Yeah, I feel like you probably have. Um, and the. Yeah, the first Star Wars movie, nineteen seventy-seven, and at the time, Mark Hamill was saying, "Oh yeah, nobody expects this to go really well and last." And here we are, two thousand and eighteen, and he's he's still going strong as Luke Skywalker. It's actually um, to clarify, by the way, it's Troy Baker, not um, Tom Baker. Sorry. I would have loved to have seen Tom Baker do the Joker because. Yeah. A time, a time Lord as the Joker would be an interesting twist. Has he? I don't know if he's ever played a um a proper villain on TV. Tom Baker. Yeah. Let me give it. Let me give a whirl. I, there's a lot. He's done a lot of things, so actually, I wouldn't really know. But fourth Doctor Remington Steele, the Silver Chair, uh, Little Britain. Oh, he's a... Yeah, he's been on a lot of things. Yeah, he was in Star Wars Rebels. Um, not for, not not from where I can see, but yeah, no, no, I don't think he's ever played any villainous roles. Um, it would be really different having him playing like a genuine bad guy. I'm curious. Speaking of bad guys, though, what did you thought about Jared Leto as the Joker? I didn't see Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad, so but the stories I heard about him just seemed ridiculous. <laughs> it was yeah, it was. It was it fitted in well with the rest of the movie, but overall, um, it was a bit of an insult to some of the other actors that have played the Joker over the years. And as I much as I'd love to see Tom Baker play the Joker, he would currently be better off as an 84-year-old playing the part of either Alfred or going for um, the Penguin. Oh, yeah. But oh, I, don't know. I don't know, Penguin, I don't know. Danny DeVito played, a, played it well. Yeah, but this is a guy who's 84, he's a little bit chubby, he has the eyes and so forth, Except, but he is a towering person. He he, he is 1.9 metres tall, so he, like Danny DeVito, is relatively short. Um, Tom Baker would come out as a towering penguin. Hmm. Um, yeah, I reckon it'd be interesting. He, he'd be well, more suited to... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. For that and having him as the penguin with um, who's it plays Alfred in the last few Batman movies, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, so Michael Caine. Could you imagine how cool a movie would be with Tom Baker and Michael? Like, I would that I would be amazing. I yes. don't care how pathetic the script would be, just having those two guys there on screen together would they, they would make it better. Oh, that would be, be, it would be beautiful, it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful just to see those two legendary actors on the on, on the big screen. 
maybe for the last time because you know at times no, Tom Baker's not gonna die. Shut your face. <laughs> we apologize, folks. This is probably likely to be the last episode that we will have the DJ because uh, he might come back in another incarnation. Um, yeah, I I think that after this episode, we're going to take him out into the backyard. <laughs> Don't worry, he feels no hammers. Built him with sledgehammers <laughs> and set him alight and melt him down. How dare you even suggest such a thing for either of those two men? <laughs> oh. Burn, Stan, uh, uh, burn. <laughs> I thought you were weird because you liked Marvel. Now you're just wrong. <laughs> Anyways, let's, get, let's, let's keep this. Oh. You've probably cursed him to die now. There was a guy on Reddit who said Alan Rickman was going to die, and then he did two days later. And so oh. he was going to die. So now you've probably cursed him to die, you bastard. <laughs> if, if, he, if he even cracks a fingernail, we'll make sure it lasts. And, he, and, and folks, it will hurt. We promise you that. It will hurt. He might be an android, but it will hurt. <laughs> Anyways, moving along. Um, so the next topic we're talking about is AT&T's recent loop, loophole rejection. I believe, uh-huh. uh, Bucky, you, 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 um, you, gave, you uh, told us about this one. Yeah. Um, AT&T have been in court for a couple of years now over this matter where America's Fair Trade Commission, the FTC, um, actually attacked AT&T about this and took them to court for a breach of service and so forth. What it was about was the whole, like they had the package where they're offering unlimited data plans for cell, for the mobile phones or cell phones. And AT&T turned around and said the FTC has no power to be involved in this because they're under the telecommunications, So, which I believe is the FCC. But, um, yeah, the whole situation has been resolved in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals with a ruling on Monday saying that, no, the FC, FTC has the power and re, and just stomped down on AT&T. So it's, they're saying, no, the loophole doesn't exist for you to squirm through. You're a company. You have to abide by the Fair Trade Commission rulings. And that was something that started back in 2014, I think it was, um, so, or something similar. But... Yeah, this is a further step in the discussion we had the other week about the um, arrogance of some of the technology companies that Bill Gates was saying about. What will, what, what, here's the question though for the, from this after this ruling: Will this be will this be another battle for net neutrality? Well, that's a hard one to say. Like there was what there's there's been all sorts of claims that this was going to kill the internet and all that sort of stuff. What was happening was AT&T was, was saying unlimited data, but then once you got to a certain level, they just slowed down your internet access. So while they weren't stopping you having access, it just it, it moved slower than question and answer time at Parliament House. Yeah, it's a really dodgy way to do it. Yeah, it's... it's so, uh, it was... It was the whole whole false advertising and so forth and misleading customers. Um, the big thing here is that 
in reality, it's actually going to be better to support net neutrality because if a company says that they're providing a certain service, they have to do it. And if they don't, then they're going to be getting squashed and stomped on. That there's, there's a legal precedent saying, no, you're not separate because you happen to be providing telecommunications stuff. You have to abide by fair conduct. This will, this will be a very interesting case in, in a sense where how much um, accountability would be placed on companies if this, after this ruling? Well, this is saying that the, the companies are being held accountable. So thumb, thumbs up to America on this one. This is a win for the consumer. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I normally kick America in the shins and say it's a, got a lot of crazy stuff happening going on over there. But this is, this is a situation where the reality is that one of the major government organisations has stepped up and defended the little guy and said, you know, no, you, you said you're going to do this. You, you've got to actually do this. Yeah, yeah, and it. Uh, I think Bill Gates was right that government intervention should should be should be involved. It because you've seen these companies just going, yeah, let's the customers are just a bunch of dumb idiots. Let's uh, let's screw them. Let's screw them. They don't they don't really care. Yeah, and hopefully the FTC won't be taken over by the corporations like the FCC was. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the one thing to remember with this is originally in 2016, a court decision actually agreed with AT&T and said, no, the FTC doesn't have the authority. It was then appealed and the latest decision is saying, no, you've you've missed all the jurisprudence and so forth. And pre- so, yeah, um, there were a lot, of ex- a lot of the legal experts and so forth that were watching this were absolutely stunned and saying that it's actually going against all of the precedents that are being set. Um, It was considered a major blow to consumers where the companies were going to be going. And now here we are a couple of weeks after Bill Gates was saying that this is going to happen. The American government has come back and absolutely kicked them. Just quickly, is there anything going on in the background? You suddenly got in a lot of background noise. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, my neighbour is apparently doing a lot of hedge trimming over the back fence here somewhere. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. We'll video with that then. He normally does it on um, a Tuesday, but today's just different for some reason. Must be the weather. Yeah. Don't talk to me about the weather. I've got to go mow the lawn again. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, never ends, does it? Remember to mow your lawns, everyone. <laughs> Twice in one week is ridiculous. Wow, grass grows tw- grows that quickly? Wow. It does down here. <laughs> have you never been outside in your life? I have been outside in my life, and I don't recall grass growing that quickly. Yeah, you probably never mowed it yourself. Someone else always does it for you. <laughs> Maybe we could hook him up on a date with a lawnmower. <laughs> guys, guys, yeah. let's let, let's not do let, let's let's talk about this on a Valentine's Day special. But that gives us a whole year to come up with really nasty things. Do you want to do that with the professor and myself? Oh, I don't know. That's better than better than now. Well, ah. <laughs> in uh, preparation for Valentine's Day next year, everyone, we will be running a competition: win a date with the DJ. 
<laughs> and we will ensure that he goes on it. <laughs> oh, what did I, what did I talk myself into this time? <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, oh, Victor, you were saying something the other day about the um, ESC, ESRB's response about loot boxes. Yes, they've decided that now they're going to stick the uh, that they're going to include whether a game is loot boxes or not on the ratings sticker. Okay, explain yeah. a bit more about what what exactly is going to be entailed in that. Well, because loot boxes are essentially gambling. If you have to pay money for them, you put in money and you don't know what you're going to get back out. Mm-hmm. The ESRB is under a lot of pressure to have a look and regulate it. So, since um, so it'll be like an an R rating sort of thing, and it'll say due to gambling practices. Yeah, I've just oh, realised okay. I've got the wrong link open here, but uh, from it's, memory, it's, it's, it's just going it'll uh in the data box at the bottom of the box where they have the reason for the rating. You know, violent sexual content. They're going to include a loot boxes take. Okay. So it's going to be like in those phone apps, you would get like in in that purchases as well. Yeah, that, that's no, a good comparison, I guess. Because this is a gambling thing. It'll have to be. Uh, it'll have to actually state that it's due to gambling. Yeah, yeah. the um, the tag will be in game purchases though. So um, it says that counts whether it's premium currency or an expansion pack. So mm, I reckon with the loot boxes, the game, though, actually, the game will get the label. I reckon with the um, loot boxes, though, they should actually refer to it as gambling. Yeah, I remember playing purchases because in-app purchases nobody really pays attention to. So you'll have parents out there that aren't really paying attention by games like these for their kids and think nothing of it. Whereas if it says, "Ah, oh, in in-game gambling," would be a completely different factor. Yeah, I remember playing the Pokemon games. The first couple of generations of Pokemon games had the gambling room. Mm-hmm. And uh, they used to have, under the Australian rating system, they used to have a gambling references tag on the rating. So yeah. I don't know if the ESRB had a similar thing, but I think someone somewhere cracked down on it because the newer gen- generations of Pokemon don't actually have the like even the remakes of the old games they've closed down the gambling rooms mm. yeah uh what, what what from what i've gathered about this scenario it it feels like a a, a band-aid to a bullet wound solution like it doesn't really say much uh if it if it actually starts saying that it's gambling then that's going to be a major kick because Let's face it, most of the parents won't allow their kids to play a game that's got gambling in it because of all the negative publicity. You'd hope so. Well, yeah, some parents are unfortunately wrong and silly with some of the things they do, but um, it, it is going to have detrimental impact on the sales. Like we've, As we discussed every week for the last few weeks, EA Games is basically about to fold, pretty much about to fold. Like They've got such a massive drop in their prices. Yeah. Um, I can't see that further discussion on the whole gambling aspect of it is going to d- deliver something positive for them. So if it's actually 
saying this is actually a matter of, of gambling, people are going to start going, well, I'm not interested in that. Although sales might might rise in certain areas, but who knows? That's the thing, though. Um, parents, the problem for parents would be, how would they differentiate what's gambling and what's not gambling? Well, that's the reason why I'm saying if it actually says on the label that it's gambling, the parents will see that and they'll go no. So yeah. you'll you'll see that the loot boxes will suddenly start to fade out when they've actually got to declare it as gambling, which essentially is what it is. Yeah. But the company is saying, but the board is saying it's not, uh, the, because I'm reading the um, article here and saying the ESRB um, has declared that loot box, they don't see loot boxes as gambling. Yeah, so, but you've got to wonder how much they're being paid. The ESRB well, has had some unusual rulings at times and, comp and responses to questions. They're an industry regulated, well, not industry regulated, they're a non government regulation body. That's yeah. created by the industry. So well, that's it. it's if anyone has a stake in the industry there, that's an obvious conflict of interest. Well, that's it. Like they're, they're, they're owned by the industry. So therefore, they're going to rule in favor of the industry to be allowed to go ahead. Um, but the thing is that this is in response to, was it Senator Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire sent an open letter to the ESRB asking them to review the completeness of its ratings and so forth. So, yeah, this is this is a Band-Aid response, but and it's, it's not going to be suitable and acceptable. I reckon yeah. there's going to be a massive kerfuffle kicking on. Uh, so thinking about it, it's such a, a broad topic that I feel like almost every game is going to get this, no matter what the actual purchasable content is they're all going to get an in-game purchases tag so yeah. it's just going to be meaningless it's not going to tell you anything about the game yeah and what strikes me about this is that how the studios are going to suffer with this like you will see the ea like for example is suffering as right now like i wonder how many other studios are going to fall down because but of this ruling i don't think anyone will but the main thing with the studios like EA suffering, a fair amount of the, that is actually being brought on by themselves with just a, a poor performance for a, for a long period of time. If you if you look at the quality of their games, they, they haven't really been keeping up with the way that they used to operate. The, so, yeah, like one of their major brands was um, Need for Speed, and it just kept getting more and more away from the original line of what it was about yeah i remember it was it was it was just horrible the practice uh, the the game itself looked horrible like the graphics was just terrible to look at and it was it was it was unplayable it was unplayable at this at this current generation to have a game like that it's just terrible but um one of the other things with that letter from the senator is she pointedly said that she wants the ESRB to take into account the potential harm that these microtransactions can have on children. So this is the senator for, from New Hampshire, and they've just recently had the shooting in Florida, so everyone's going to be touchy about kids getting screwed over by anybody at the best of times, and at the present point, it's, yeah, the ESRB's really got to step up and, 
not yeah. just say, oh, in-game purchases. They've actually got to address it as, hey, you know what, we've got the in-game purchases, but there is also a gambling aspect to it. Yeah. They've, they've actually got they've got to step up and really be honest about it and be genuine. Yeah. What strikes me is how long they've taken to come up with a come up with a ruling like this. That strikes that strikes me as is the, are they was this opportunistic or was this a knee jerk reaction or? I think it's a knee jerk. What do you reckon, yeah. Professor? It feels very knee jerk. Okay then. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. We uh, we have a cross line here. <laughs> He's so, started spouting off some nonsense. Just ignore him. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the final. Metal Gear survives hidden um surprise. Sorry, you're breaking up there. Sorry. So let's go on to the final topic, which was uh, Metal Gear Solid survives um hidden surprise. Yeah, so uh, the new Metal Gear game, Metal Gear Survive, which is, from what I've heard, a Metal Gear game in name only, <laughs> is going to charge $10 for a save slot. Oh, I can... I, oh, really? $10 for a save slot? Yep. That's oh. bloody ridiculous. So this is the stupidity, like we were saying about with EA, where just they're ignoring the consumer and only seen us as a cash cow and not delivering product. Like, and the same with Samsung and Apple. Samsung's taking control of the market by delivering great products. Apple's all about the hype and only responding after someone does something that means they've got to step up. And the, the, this, this is just like another loot box. This is another, another loot box gimmick. Yeah. Looks like, like, looks like there's going to be another studio going up on the market soon, so... Um, if anyone, uh, they to... make all that money from Pachinko. <laughs> but come on, like doing something like this, this is this is going to be a massive downturn for, for Konami. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, like, the gaming people find somewhere worthwhile to go. I doubt that if uh, Konami decides to shut down the gaming arm and just keep Pachinko, that's their, their business. But hopefully, the People who are responsible for games like Metal Gear get to move on to somewhere. Well, Kojima right right now must be laughing him laughing right now and saying, "Ha ha! Look at look at Konami surviving without me, and they're doing a piss poor effort." Language, like, language. The optimum situation would be for uh, Konami to dissolve the gaming arm and sell off the IP, and for Kojima to be able to pick up the people he likes from Konami and his IP so he can keep creating the games he's famous for. We can hope that that could happen, but yeah, because this is purely profit-driven. It's not about trying to make the game better or anything like that. And if a game's being made so it's better, people are going to want to buy it. And the amount of money we're paying for games now compared to what we used to pay 30, 40 years ago it's just getting ridiculous. So if we're going to be paying so much money, the quality's got to be there. Yeah, and might I, might I add that with Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Survive, like I've seen the reviews, I've seen um, Angry Joe's review review about this game, and he said it was long, boring, and the set the the save the save slot fiasco is just a big um, kick in the a big kick basically. 
Like it doesn't do anything. It just makes people turn off from playing Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And it's just the greed option. Yeah. Yeah. It's a money grab that yeah. doesn't improve the game. It doesn't do anything else. It's just you're literally not playing for any content. You're paying no. for something you already own, which is storage space on your console or computer. It's not like an MMO where you have to buy a new character because they're hosting the service with your character data. Like that's at least partway justifiable, but this is just dumb. Yeah, it's it, it just makes it look it just makes Konami look terrible, more worse than EA. Like Kojima must like I said, Kojima has the last laugh now because because of his um exit from the company. It just makes him look say like I told you so. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, um, we better we better wrap this up. But uh, before we wrap it up, we've got a brief mention. Um, Bud Lucky from the lead animator for Toy Story for Toy Story's Woody um recently passed away at the age of eighty three. Um, his son released a statement um saying that um he he was battling an extensive extended illness and um he'll be sorely missed. From from all Disney fans, rest in peace, buddy. Rest in peace. Would you guys like to add anything? No. Just when you say it like that, because you say buddy a lot, I don't know if you're saying rest in peace, bud, as in bud lucky, or rest in peace, buddy, as in you just feel like saying buddy. Yeah. Well, I just like to say bud. But uh, anyways, um, let's wrap it up. Uh, Anyways, thanks for um, listening to our. um, Listen to the show today. Um, you can visit us at, at the uh, not that not that's not Canon Productions. Just follow us. Just follow us in the link and um, listen to our podcast. And you can leave a comment there. Or you can follow us on our Nerds Amalgamated Facebook page. Just leave us a like and a post. Thank you for listening. So long. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.